Back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions. I'm your host, Andras Jones, here with the band Feisty Heart, hey. providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. And here on his very special day in L.A., when Los Angeles is honoring the band X, we have on the phone one of the founders of that band, the great, the fabulous, we're so honored to have him here, John fucking Doe. That's me. Hello, Oracle and Synchronicity uh, (laughs) fans. Uh, So this is a day of all kinds of festivities. Things have been blowing up for, like, L.A. is honoring X for you right now. Um, yes. What have you been doing all day? You've been at museums, and I saw you at the Do- Dodger Stadium a couple days ago. Like it seems like a couple days ago, or yeah. Yeah. Well, today we uh, we did a bunch of interviews. We went to Yahoo, and then went to Jonesy's Jukebox, the uh, inimitable national treasure, Steve Jones, and um, then we went over to the Grammy Museum to take a look at the. Uh, exhibit that they're putting up uh, for X 40 years of LA punk rock and uh, and now I'm just uh, being a real Angelino driving through traffic on <laughs> highway 110 going through downtown it's a beautiful thing wonderful well I, I yeah I won't go into it too much but my first 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 gig in LA was a gig opening up for uh, Tony Gilkison with X scene at the breakaway in Venice back in like 1988 and so awesome. Uh, uh, I've been uh, I've been around your orbit for a long time, and it's great that you that we have you here on Radio Eight Ball. Um, Finally, yeah, I know Finally you've been trying a, so hard to be here too. I've been thinking about it, Andras. Don't you think I have it? Uh, so, what is your on this special day for you and your band? What yes. is your question for the Pop Oracle? My question for the Pop Oracle is. When do you know that a song is really beginning to take shape or take off? Hmm. What is the what is the uh, tip off that it's that you really got something? You found a kernel of truth, or what? What is it? What is like the tipping point of like, oh yeah, let's keep going. This is a good one. <laughs> Okay. okay, so now to engage the pop oracle, we're going to spin yeah. the wheel of eight. Spin, baby. Na 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 na. Wheel. 
got a song that we've, a number we've already got before. So what I'm going to do is use our alternative divination medium, which is the Radio 8 cards. And you'll just that must be us. a good, that must be a good song if it came up twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'll just take these out here. Uh, number three we've already used. We're just going to cut this out of the show, so don't worry that this is going to be a boring thing. Uh, I don't care. Days ago, two, three, and spring, five. Okay. Doobie-doo. Okay, so now, on, so now. I think you're onto something there, John. Yeah. So, wait a minute, I want to song. sing a, um, can I just sing a little bass line? And now, to engage the Pop Oracle, on your behalf, I'm going to have Ruthie. Pick a card, any card, pick a card, any card, pick a card, any card. Song number eight, which is... Lucky eight. Vegas. Oh, my God. Oh. I knew it was going to be this song. <laughs> you did? Yes, 
a glass in the sand Mouth full of dust Leave with empty hands Las Vegas Don't forget your past Ghosts never leave Walking naked in the street Las Vegas And that was Vegas from Feisty Heart, the answer to John Doe's question, how do you know when it's a good one, when it's a good song, when it's one that's worth it, when it's a, when it's worth, when it's a real song, basically? What's that magic element, right? Yes. So, John, were you able to, to hear that song? Are you familiar with that song? I, I, I'm not. Um, I've only seen like maybe one or two Feisty Heart gigs because... Because uh, you're a busy man, like, man. You're traveling well, all over the world. Yeah, that's well all over the United States. Yeah. Um, but um, no, it's a great song. I loved it. So let's get a little take from uh, from the band. What What's the background, the history of that song? Well, we actually, I was almost not going to put that song in there because of just the recent Vegas yeah. things that were happening. Um, but I just thought 
you know, fuck it, let's just put it in there and see what happens. And it was a song I wrote when we were in Vegas and um, <clears throat> we were staying. Stu, Stu was doing a pretty regular gig there at the time, and so we were there pretty often. And uh, I'd never been a huge fan of Vegas until I just kind of started to see just all the interesting and beautiful things in its sort of like all of its cheesiness, all of its sort of sadness, all of its sort of, you know, gilded facades. And um, we had gone to old, old Vegas, which I just really, really liked. And I had also at the same time read this article about all these people living under living under the tunnels, like living under the strip. They live there. And there's about less than a foot of water constantly. And so people have like their beds on top of, you know, wooden blocks and everything. Everything is just above like a foot off of the floor. And that's how they live. And it's just crazy. It was crazy to me that these people were living under there in this way and constantly um, having fear of, you know, a flash flood and, you know, the water's rising in these tunnels. And then just up above there, there's these people just like throwing money and slot machines and uh, it was just such a crazy thing to to be there and like know that that was there and just see everything that was going on so that's sort of kind of where that song came from so uh john what uh what did what did you think about that as the answer to your question um well i get the background of the song Mm -hmm. but i as as it was taking shape what um was it a line or a chord change or a melody that made you think, oh yeah, this this idea of people living under and the uh, under the strip and that um, like juxtaposition or conflict, like okay, that's a good subject, it's a great idea, but as you're getting the song together, what was the point at which you played something or wrote something that made you think, oh, yeah, now I've got a handle on this idea. Probably when Stu came up with the bass line. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah we, we work on these. We work on the songs together, obviously. Ruthie comes up with the lyrics and stuff, but she was doing a lot of really good. Uh, there was a lot of great imagery imagery in it for me. Uh, uh, so to to pick up another instrument and to try to complement that with some sort of melody that might uh, go into a space in between you know one of her lines or something like that we came up with a got it I, yeah once we started to play it i had i had a, a line that was like a you know like that Right. It just felt really nice, and uh, uh, the the very first time we played it, I actually had that sort of a feeling. I said, "This sounds like an actual song to me." It felt, you know, mm. yeah. It was it was earlier on in the writing, but it, it felt it really did feel like a complete song to me. Uh, it, it progressed, you know, in a nice way. It had moments uh, uh, that, that felt very musical to me and melodic, and I thought that the lyrics were really beautiful. And so, yeah, it it was actually that was something that I remembered saying. It, this feels like a real song to me, like a real deal song to me. And, and, cool. yeah, and I'm yeah. sure you can probably even understand that this, John, too. It's like you can have someone that's writing lyrics to songs, but then like somebody might come up with a musical part and it kind of changes the way that those parts that you're singing or saying, it just kind of yes. changes them. So it's all 
they're all part of the writing process. You know, nobody's sure. like exclusive. Yeah. But. I, I wanted to bring it to – there was one uh, verse that really struck out, struck me on the – as far as an answer to the question. The One of the last verses says, I have what you want. You give me what I need. That's uh, That's not the one that really – I mean, that connects. But the next three really get it. You lay the bait and wait. You never sleep, sewing secrets into the sheets. Mm. Even like sheets is like songwriting, like old old oh, school yeah. songwriting it's under totally, the sheets of paper. Yeah. And so like that idea, like you lay the bait and wait, you like put it out there, you pick up mm. the guitar and you start to like strum on an idea and you just sort of start to follow something. And then, you, you know, that sense of when you're excited, you don't want to go to sleep. You want to just keep, I just got chills keep, when you said that. I just <laughs> I, 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 I feel what you're saying 100%. And then, that, and then to me, it's that last line, sewing secrets into the sheets. When I – I'm a songwriter as well, not, not as illustrious as the both of you, as all of you. But, I, but, I, but when you're tapped into that, you we're all tapped into the same thing. And that sense of when I find my secrets – Getting in there and I'm able to say what I mm-hmm. want to say, but it's not just bold face saying it. It yeah. has a rhyme to it. It has a grace to it. It has something. And like every time I play it, I'm like, I'm going to know what that means. Right. And maybe, maybe if you've lived that, you'll know it. But even if you don't, you'll still like it because it's still... It still flows, and it's a good line like yeah. this line. Yeah. So that's what I thought. Yeah, or somebody yeah. can give you another angle on something that you've written that you had no idea that it carried a deeper meaning or a, another type of you know meaning. So a meaning within yeah. a meaning. A meaning within a meaning within a meaning. <laughs> although, you know what I mean? Although uh, you know, I uh, honestly, John, you could probably. I mean, I I love that you are still in the inquiry of what makes a good song, because I feel like <laughs> you could pretty much just sit here and give us a lecture on that one. <laughs> like, you could tell us you all. You should be telling us. Yeah, why don't you tell us what what makes a good song? <laughs> well, you you never know it until until it starts happening. Mm. So and what's there, and there. And there is a, I, I feel like the, it, it's different for um, different songs, but each time you hear it or you feel it, it's like, oh yeah, now it's turned a corner and now it's actually going to happen. And then it's, or, or maybe that comes right at the very beginning of it. Maybe mm-hmm. it's the, the first spark of inspiration when you realize that, oh shit, there's all these oblivious people on top of the street that have no idea that there's people that are underneath the street. Yeah. Maybe it's that moment that you realize I can make a song out of this or, or, or what, you know, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's different for each one for me. And, and I think that, uh, but there is a moment where you, you, uh, like you tapped into something and it's like, Oh yeah, this is going to work out. Uh, I'm, I've, made a connection or turned a corner or something. Yeah. Just a little backstory on, on my relationship with John. He and I started making records together. We met in, in the mid-90s, I guess, uh, and I had the really good fortune of meeting and hanging out and, and traveling a lot with John. And uh, one of the things that I was really inspired by in our relationship and working relationship was knowing how honest and truthful he was in, in the things that he was uh, relaying in the lyrics of his, of his songs, so much to the point to where I probably started writing less than I did you know I I, I just would often defer to his uh, his great ability in, in, in turning a phrase and, and making really beautiful lyric but I also remember Aww. yeah but I also remember you walking around with a moleskin in your shirt pocket and I thought uh 
I, I wondered about it. I'd never really seen anybody actively uh, uh, keep a log, you know, sort of in their front pocket like that. And I would notice you take it out periodically and write down one or two things. And I knew for sure it wasn't a grocery list, but I wasn't quite sure what it was. <laughs> and then to find out, I guess, years later you know, or, or over the course of our friendship and relationship, uh, knowing that you were jotting down probably, you know, bits of lyric ideas or, or observances, things that might, you know, pass through your mind and you'd never think about again unless you took the moment to really gather that. And I saw you as you were sort of catching butterflies, you know, in a way. You were trapping those those moments and little bits of truth and to to put into the lyrics and knowing no, you, yeah, Stu- yeah. No, Stuart, I was just writing not down all the all the the groovy and dumb shit that you used to say. Just... <laughs> He's never going to use it. I might as well. That's a real songwriter there. Yeah, man. That's a songwriter there. Yeah. Let everyone yeah. else do the work and you just take it down. Yeah. yeah Bob sometimes. Dylan style, baby. That was what it was. On occasion. Yeah. yeah. On occasion. For sure. Uh, well, happy X Day to you, John Doe. Thank it's, you, sir. I'm so, I'm so grateful to Feisty Heart for bringing you into the realm of the Pop Oracle. And, uh, yeah. And uh, have you have you reached have you reached your destination? Are you still in traffic on the? No, I'm still uh, still driving along. You know. Uh, well, you, you can uh, pro- you could probably fit in another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just call me up. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Radio Eight Ball on Feral Audio. If you'd like more information about the Pop Oracle, please check out our website at radio8ball.com, where you can find out about upcoming shows, about asking your own question on the podcast, and about our Radio Eight Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed on Radio Eight Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. Until next time. I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Show.